Mr. Pop. <laughs> you only speak one language, English, and I speak it better than you. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix, and Mark Fine. that button and we're on. We're on. Three, two, one, testing, one, two. Hello, how are you going? Welcome to uh, Rock and Roll, the podcast that kind of meshes together bits of sport and bits of music and bits of rubbish and bits of us. And us are me, Kevin Hillier, Mark Fine and Brian Hello, Maddox. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Finey. How are you? Oh, sorry. I thought it was an intro. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> you know. I've lost my radio craft. Yeah. I know I know how to make a bagel with salmon, but I've forgotten how to do radio. <laughs> uh, and Brian Mannix. Hello, Mr. Mannix. I think the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are going to have a good season uh, next season, Kev. Uh, uh, I'm on to it. I finally found – someone sent me a, a screenshot, and it says American football, comedy, and something else. I can't remember what the other two criteria well, is, well, culture well, or something. Well, well, they've got two wrong, three wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting the other ones changed. That'll be easy to do. The American football one, I'll tell you the honest God truth, we can't work it out because there's nothing in any of the back part of uh, the thing that says, it says sport, you know, tick this box if it's got sport in the show, so you tick that box. There's not one box that we tick anywhere that says American football. So that's why we're having trouble finding how to get rid of it. So, But we will get rid of it. Uh, for those of you on Spotify who are hoping to find out uh, whether uh, Dan Marino or Joe Montana will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, uh, we can't help you. Well, I was thinking about that, thinking, you know, people more said, oh, American football. I love my American football. How disappointed must they have been if they listened to our show? <laughs> and my oh. my uh, interest in American football is, of recent years hasn't been great, I have to admit. Uh, Tom Brady is probably, you know. He, cheat. <laughs> well, he's not a cheat. He did the deflated footballs. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. okay. But, yeah, I, know, I think, funny, you an uh, NFL fan? No, not really. I sort of followed the Saints, but no, not really. Drew Bree no. and the New Orleans Saints. The you're New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I, I like their uniform. I like their nickname. I like the city. Do I like the sport? Look, you know what? I don't mind it. it, it I certainly can appreciate the the skills, but it is a it is a long lunch, isn't it? It's oh. a ter- I'll tell you what it is. It's a terrific highlights package sport. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, the the fifteen minutes a quarter that lasts when you go to a game, and I've been to one game in my life um, at Candlestick oh. Park to watch the Forty ers and you got there, and that that took three hours for, for an hour of game, and I was, I thought, oh my god, I'm going to go, I'm going to die here. Um, so not in, not an impressive live thing unless you're obviously into it, but I know what you are into, Finey. Yep. The, oh, do you? Yes, I do. Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> uh, these days you can't hide anything. Please I believe don't talk there's about a f- what I'm into. I- I'm going to get to you next. Um, uh, I believe there's an anniversary coming up that you may be a part of of a very famous sporting club in your neck of the woods out there where uh, Lenny's Fine Foods are in North Caulfield. There might be a big sporting anniversary coming up that you may be part of. The game I'm umpiring. Mm. Oh, what hello. Coming out of coming out of retirement to uh, help Ajax celebrate their fiftieth year, I believe, and you are actually taking the whistle out of the cotton wool, and uh, and you're you're on the blow. Yeah, I am, I am, and I, I wanted, you know, it's sort of a 
a bit of a fun thing, obviously. It's a legends game, so the oldies are playing. But I've got a couple of things prepared. Right. What's, what's that? Well, you know, when there's a bit of a to-do, so I'll get a couple of blokes just to put one on. You know how you in, in the app <laughs> they've got cards, like yellow cards and red cards and yeah. black cards? Yeah. All their business cards. <laughs> <Lenny> <laughs> uh, very good. Very nice. And, and I want to do something. I'll bring it up with one of the blokes because I know a few of the blokes playing. I've always – I thought this would be good in league football. You know, sometimes a player takes a mark and even though he's got the ball, he complains that he deserved 50 metres or something because he caught one afterwards. Mm. So I want, I'm going to get the full forward when he takes a mark to complain about something and I'm going to give him negative 50. So he'll be <laughs> 10 metres out and I'm going to pull him back 50 metres. That's good. That would be a good idea in football, I reckon. Yeah. 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 50 metres the other way. What? That's it. I Another should... 50. I'll put him right back in the other goal square. Uh, would you I, reckon be... that's a, I reckon that's a better idea than giving the 50 <laughs> metres forward because it's too much of an advantage when it's 50 metres forward. It generally results in a goal. But I think 50 metres backwards, that makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, bring him right back. Yeah. Um, and now, would you be awarding votes and giving a man of the match? Well, would, do, you've got to get a ukulele up for the player of the match, haven't you? Oh, that would be fantastic. I could get a sponsor. <laughs> oh, I've actually got something about him. I forgot. I, I haven't seen him this week. I'm too busy. But when you've got a minute, not now, we'll say mm-hmm. g'day to Brian and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I forgot a major thing that happened like three or four weeks ago, and it just came. You'll understand when I tell you what happened. God, it was funny. All right. We'll get to that. We'll get back back to that in a minute. Uh, but yeah. I'm pleased to see that you're involved in the Ajax thing. And uh, But just just – just one thing, Fanny. Just uh, yep. obviously, I found out about this by uh, surreptitiously through social media postings and messages that have been sent. Just watch your back. Oh, there we go. Be careful. Now, can I ask you, Fanny? Have you been doing much running over the last twelve months? None. So you'll be in a little golf cart and umpiring from a golf cart or an electric <laughs> scooter, or how do you how do you see yourself getting around the ground? Well, I'm much fitter than I was. 12 months ago. Yeah, but not aerobically, though. No, that's the thing. I've lost 11 kilos. Jeez. You know, I'm stronger because you do a lot of lifting. and So, yeah, but aerobically. You'll be blowing, mate. You'll be blowing. You might be calling calling free kicks from 50 metres away, (laughs) 80 metres away. I umpired games in the ammos with blokes that, Fairdingham did not get out of the centre circle. <laughs> you might be given 50 metres just so as you can get close to the play. <laughs> the main, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's right. Oh, I remember once I was at, it's the club that Mitch Brown, you know, that journeyman that's at Melbourne now? Yeah. Um, He came from this club. It, it's, oh, it's something college or something down near Halebury, the other side of the road from Halebury, one of those schools. It was a big ground. Oh, this happened twice. I actually umpired at Essendon Fields once. Oh. And the game at Essendon Fields. This is not that a ground there. Yeah, yeah, there's a ground there. Um, and the team that was playing there, they were really good. And they were up by about 20 goals, and they kept switching the play. Oh. And in the last quarter, I said to one of the blokes, I said to one of the blokes, you fucking switch the play again. <laughs> I'm going to play the front three kick again. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog after his own tail yeah. all day. Uh, very good. Very good. Uh, that, that'll be good. Now, uh, uh, Brian, 
Brian, yes, on to you. Yes, Success, yes. Successful gig at the weekend at the Yarraville Club in uh, in Yarraville, I believe. It was very good. Uh, had a great crowd and they got into it. And I thought I sang really well this week. You know, as I think I said to you earlier, the gig I'd done before with Kirky in Queensland, I gave myself about a five out of ten for that one. I wasn't in best shape. Um, but this one I'll give myself an eight for. I thought it was I thought I did a pretty fing good job. So I didn't need to say that word, sorry. Well, just just uh, the royalties will start rolling in because I've just been alerted to the fact uh, of social media. David of social media tells me the cool down song today at uh, at his cardio rehabilitation session. So you can imagine, you know, the royalties will just come through the front door was 50 years. Well, they, I, they remember I told you that somebody was going to use it for an ad in Canberra. <laughs> um, well, I suddenly a friend of mine said, oh, have you seen this? This girl's singing your song. And, you know, as I've often said, you know, the song deserves a better singer than me. Yeah. It's, fin- it's finally got one. And, but I was looking at it and thinking, oh, it's a bird in the pub singing the song. But then I look, hang on, that's an actor there. That's the thing. And, and I hadn't heard back from them. But anyway, they... Um, they're going to uh, give me some money for that. However, so what's it been? What's that been used in? Uh, it's for some club in Canberra, and it's their fifty years since the club opened or something. So they're having a big celebration and stuff. And but I tell you what, you know, okay, Ronnie Gonzo wrote the bridge, and he, you know, my partner in crime, so he's mm. on fifty percent of mm. what we get. And I rang up uh, Mushroom Publishing today, saying, "On, I thought we were getting paid for this. What's where's the money?" And they said, oh, we'll get paid. You'll get it into September mm. in the next quarter. And I thought, okay. Mm. But blow me, dead, they're taking 50%. So it's not no as big a whip. Oh, the publishing company. What for? Because they placed the song. I'm not sure. I, I, I need to ring them back and make sure my dodgy ex-manager isn't still got his <laughs> friggin' hand out. <laughs> so I'll be on the phone to Mushroom again tomorrow saying, hang on. Give me a breakdown of where this money's going, and I think I'll also ask them to send me a copy of my contract because I'm sure it's expired. And um, good, great. yeah, and and if it has, I think I'll renegotiate good. the contract, said contract, because um, I think fifty percent's a bit hot. That's same you know, mushroom records. Sorry, you know why it's called mushroom records? Because they keep everybody in the dark, <laughs> feed them shit and keep them in the dark. Because no, no. after they take their cut, the agent takes his cut and the co-writer takes his cut, there's not much room left for you, mate. Much room, no. yeah, very nice. Very so nice. I'll, I'll, I'll be needing to borrow 20 bucks off you both. You know, that. Uh, can I just say, Brian, that always has staggered and, and uh, bewildered me, the structure of... You write the song, you know. You you write. Yeah. I am Pegasus. You write. I remember yeah. when I was young. You write Black and Blue, and you you put it on the table there, and then you don't actually make anywhere near the amount of money that I would have thought out of a, a song that's a massive bloody big hit. No, I think um, back in the day, the songwriter get maybe six percent of the album, depending on how many songs you wrote. So you get six. Yeah. So it's. Um, you know, it just reminded me. I was talking to my brother about it today, and it just reminded me. He's like, "Yeah, this is just a shit industry. It's just, you know, well, it's not, but it's, but it's 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 upside down in the way that it re, 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 people well, get money out of it. Well, there's no way, you know. And this is was always my big point with the X Men. It's like 
there's no way the manager was worth three times what I was. Yeah. You know, I wrote the songs. I was the one they were paying to see. I was the singer. Yet in his mind, he could justify taking 20% or 15% off the top before we paid for PA, flights, accommodation, all of that shit. So, and this thing today just sort of reminded me, oh, yeah, it's the music industry. They screw me. Okay, righto, that's it. It's a yeah. shit industry. The talent, you know, the talent it- has never been rewarded financially in the in, in, in the way it should. I mean, there's a lot of rich people well, out of the music industry, but really they should be. None of them are, hardly any of them are the musicians. Yeah. yeah that's um, you know, like radio, you know, Marty Shugel's on five to 700 a year and he's bloody terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, Fev's probably on 800 and he's a footballer. Um, so they're getting well paid, and people in TV get well paid unless they work for the ABC. And oh, I don't yeah, know, but they, they do all right these days too. Don't worry about that. Oh, look, you know, Spicks and Specs always seems to be, you know, you know. Well, you know, I've done Spicks and Specs for nothing a couple of times. Yeah, because they they just didn't have the budget. Yeah, but, but the know. Paul Barrys of the world and the Lee Sales of the world, they're on they're on very good money. No, I won't say they're on the same money as their contemporaries on other uh, commercial oh, networks, oh, but they're on very good yeah. money. Well, okay, well, okay. Kids, if you're listening, you're deciding you want to get in the entertainment <laughs> industry, get into radio or television. Or get into the deli business. Get a real job, Finey. Now you're talking. As long as you're willing to work 20 hours a day, go for it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, not the not the glamorous uh, industry that uh, that it was purported to be. Now, we'll talk a bit of footy first up, talk some sport, and then we'll uh, get into some some entertainment and stuff. Um uh, I don't want to mention, but the sad passing of Billy Pickin, that surprised the bejesus out of me, um, and, and that really sad at 66 years of age um, that uh, that he passed away from, a, I believe, a heart attack on the weekend. Terrible. Mm. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was a magnificent player, wasn't he? Oh. I think one they used a lot of his – I mean, he was a magnificent mark, and one of the ones that they used at the start of the – Big replay one year it was, I think, that Marky took over a South Melbourne player. Yeah, and famously, incredibly, that was paid push in the back. Ah, oh god! Like one of his great marks was terribly adjudicated as a free kick, but you know, famously used to commentate while he played. Yeah, the old oh, here really? comes Billy. Yeah, here comes here Billy. Comes Billy. <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and obviously had a bit to do with both his sons, actually, with Marcus and uh, and Liam, um, because Marcus played a bit at Werribee for a little while as well, and Liam uh, obviously came up through the ranks at Williamstown and stuff before he got his chance at the at the doggies. A really terrific young man, and uh, and Billy was around both those two clubs, and I saw him a bit, and he uh, seemed uh, you know lovely fella, and that's a, that's a really sad passing. Yeah, terrible, isn't it? Very sad. And, so, and another Collingwood player passed away. Uh, Con Britt? Yeah, yeah. I remember him from the footy cards, but he was a good wingman. Yeah. And, and great rhyming slang, of course. <laughs> Correct. Yes, very much Collingwood rhyming slang, uh, Con Britt. And uh, the other one that I noticed uh, that kind of slipped through was Shane Crawford's uh, younger brother, uh, Justin, um, passed yeah, that, away. And what happened there? Uh Do we I, know? I, well, I, I don't know exactly, but I know at the end of the story there was the Lifeline and uh, and okay. Beyond Blue mentions, which which uh, indicates under normal circumstances that, that that he took his own life. So I can only assume that was the case. 
Um, yeah, very sad. So that's, that's very sad. Very sad. He's only forty-five. So that's that's. Yeah, he still had, you know, so much more in front of him. Absolutely. Uh, now I want to talk about some footy milestones and things that are coming up this week, and uh, a retirement of a fellow who are, you know, I mean, it's funny when you you barrack for a team and you watch other teams, and there's certain players in some other side you look at and you think, God, he he worked his bum off to get to to get a chance to play league footy. He went through you know a couple of VFL clubs and got knocked back in the draft and didn't get a chance and all that. Uh, Kane Lambert retired today from Richmond after 135 games played in three flags. But went through the ringer, at, not the ringer, but went through the hard yards at the Northern Bull Ants and at Williamstown to get on the list. And uh, a really good player for, for Richmond and uh, only 135 games. Didn't I don't think he made his debut or he was 23 or 24. But one of those players you look at in other teams that I, I really liked. Finally, your thoughts on Lambert? Yeah, very good player. And was right under Carlton's nose for a couple of years there with the Northern Blues and yeah. Bull Ants. Richmond snapped him up. Timing's everything, you know. His career just happened to sort of um, coincide with Richmond's great era. So he'll be spending three years out of every ten for the next for the rest of his life going to reunions, which is great fun. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got yeah. a I think he's got a, a hip problem that uh, he actually has to have a replacement hip or something. I've heard yeah, yeah. during the year, so not good. Um, you, of- you are very – sorry, Kev, but yeah. – you're very right about timing being an important thing because I've been hanging around with a bloke called Frank Zicoli. I don't know if you guys remember Frank Zicoli. Played for Essendon in 84, 85. He won two Moorish medals and a Ghana medal. Is that the reserves medal? What's the, the reserves medal? Reserves and under-19. Yeah, Gardner medal. Yeah. yeah, well, he won, I think, two Moorishes and a Gardner medal. Yep. And just could not break into the Essendon 84, 85 team because the team was so good. Mm. So he never got to play a senior game. But he probably would have played 150, 200 games for freaking North um, or <laughs> any other club. But, um, in fact, North called me during the week. They want to know if I was willing to put the boots back on. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can go and umpire, I can go and play again. Why not? Oh, I'm shit ass. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't think North will be knocking on your door. Tell you, it reminds me, I, I did see whose big bunt head I saw bob up on uh, on Fox Footy over this last weekend because they had the retro round. Bloody Warwick Kappa was all over the television on the weekend. Oh, big me. <laughs> yes. Good old. Every time I see Warwick, I think of you, Brian, because you and him hang out on Sam's boat. Um, no, he calls me mini me. That's right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, um, now, yeah. a couple of milestones. Uh, still at Richmond, Shane Edwards plays his 300th game. Now, he's another bloke that I like watching from another team um, who goes about it. Though I think he's, I think he's got a bit narky in recent times. He's, he doesn't seem to be as um, as well controlled in recent times than he was earlier in his career. Finally, you a fan of Edwards? Oh, he's. he's- Certainly coming to the end of his career, but a fantastic player, Edwards, uh, either off the halfback flank, on the ball, up forward. Been a very good player and, and key in the instigation of many of the social uh, endeavours that Richmond have undertaken in recent years because they're very much on the front foot in that department. Yep. So he's, he's headed up their sort of Indigenous affairs and, uh, yeah, he, he's a cracker. Yep. Supposedly a, a very intelligent, very thoughtful, decent bloke too. Underrated player when they talk about the great, you know, because of Dusty, obviously, and Cochin and those blokes, they get the kudos. He didn't, he didn't get a lot of kudos, but I reckon he'd be one of those players that the rest of the boys in the team 
would want him. He'd be picked first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very valuable player. Now, he plays I mean, his 300th game as an individual. How's this for a milestone? Uh, Tom Hawkins and Joel Selwood played their 300th game together as teammates yeah, wow. this weekend. Yeah, that doesn't mean they. That doesn't mean they're gay. They've both got wives. So I didn't I think say you, that, right? I, I thought you were implying it, Kev. I thought you were. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. My apologies. Okay. No, because they're not gay. They're they're good no, blokes. No, they're good blokes. Their wives love them. Yeah, do. Uh, well, Tommy Hawkins just had another little child two weeks ago. Whatever. What is he, Rolf Harris? Oh, no, I see what you mean. Okay, sorry, my mistake. Thank you, Brian. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. It's a, uh, right. that's a that's an awesome uh, milestone to have to play 300 games with another bloke. I reckon that's, that's outstanding. Well, didn't Cam Smith and Billy Slater almost do their something similar? Yeah, probably. Or they, were they a, gay, a week away from each other? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I, I, a Friday or no. Well, they did something bloody similar. <laughs> yeah. You know what they Bloody. did similar? No. They were both born on the same day. That's right. They do too. They, they share a birthday. That's right. Well. Yeah, not the same day. The actual same day. They're the same age. Yeah. Yeah. There's two hours between them. Um, I'm starting to lose a bit of faith in my uh, purple win everything this year. Um, yeah, st- storm of rubbish at the moment. Um, Frio, I don't know that they're going to win. Um, so, you know. Once again, I might be wrong. Not like you, Brian? No. And I got kicked off social media again this week. What do you mean? Well, because, you know, you know I'm keen to become the mayor of the Gold Coast and I've got, I've, got, I've got two years to, you know, get myself. Well, apparently Tommy Tate's got about as much integrity as Dan Andrews um, from what I hear. You so know, you care for what saying. you wish for. You left Melbourne and you've gone to the Gold Coast and look what you walked yeah. into. Well... I posted a picture of a, you know, you see those, you know, biafrans that are starving. I or, saw you know, that. Yeah, but, well, they kicked me off Facebook for six days because I breached the nudity clause of, um, you know, you can't see the kid dick, the kid bum. It's a sideways shot, but nah, you kicked off the nudity clause. Yet I posted a picture of a chick touching a wall and her, she's in the nude with her ass hanging out. Beautiful ass too, by the way. Um, that's okay. But yeah, but that was a silhouetted thing. photo. You couldn't see. No, I, I think I think the um, the shot of the young child was in poor taste. But I wouldn't have kicked you off for nudity. I would have kicked you off for poor taste. Well, that would I would go with that. Mind but, you, that um, would that would mean you'd be in permanent Facebook jail. But never mind. Well, why, you did, know. You, why did you post the picture? Because I said. Um, Meet Wayne from Cool and Gatter. Yeah. This is why I have to run for mayor of the Gold Coast because people are starving, and that was enough to get me kicked off. And I had a, I've got a bit of a problem with YouTube as well because oh. you know I like I like listening to Tucker Carlson hang shit on Joe Biden and you know whatever, and he was getting into um, you know what how hypocritical electrical cars are because you've got to get manganese, you've got to lithium, and the only way you can do that is by mining shit with diesel-powered drills and cranes and shit. And, nah, so he's, I come back to watch the rest of it. Nah, no longer available. Yet, I can watch Gigi Allen take a shit on stage and flick it at the audience. 
that's okay on the same platform. What a joke. Uh, okay. <laughs> you have an interesting life, Maddox, don't you? Uh, hey? uh, I yeah. tend to make, make it interesting by just well, being yeah. ridiculous. Uh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, censorship, the censorship is really interesting on social media, isn't it? You see some things and you go, how the hell does that get there? And you see other things and, and uh, you know that people have been kicked off for ridiculous things in you. Scratch your head. I know you're not a social media uh, person, Finey, but you you must uh, you must find this kind of stuff amusing. I'm still worried about ZZ Allen. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you should be. Don't don't, uh, don't worry about. That. I hope ZZ Allen. He's not a ZZ. He's not a horse, is he? Because that'd be no, no. He'd, 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 obviously... he'd be knocking a fair bit a fair bit out. Well, you know, he he obviously takes drugs, shrinking drugs before he comes on because he's in the nude and it's like, really, you're you're parading that around? This is – I felt like John Holmes when I looked at him. But, but, um, and you know, and the sad part is, Kev, when Gigi died, we never made any mention of it. Hang on. Is Gigi dead? Yeah, yeah, they took his body away and they partied with it for three days. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that's right, they did too. Sorry. You know, sure, it happened maybe eight years before rock and roll started, but oh, okay. geez, I, I don't know that, you know, we should have still have well, omitted. Well, well, let us know the anniversary and we'll, we'll do a commemoration uh, posting on that uh, on that time. I will look into it. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, now, before we leave sport, finally, I just want your opinion on this. Cam Smith has got a hundred or a hundred and fifty, somewhere between a hundred and a hundred and fifty million dollar offer on the table for him to sign to go to Greg Norman's Rebel Golf Tour. He doesn't have to do anything for that. He just has to actually lean over and sign his name on Greg's piece of paper, and he'll get somewhere between a hundred and a hundred and fifty million, depending on. Which rumour you believe? Well, I've really only got one thing to say about that. Being a traditionalist, where's the fucking pen? <laughs> 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 and it's only for he's only going to play for like four years or something, doesn't it? It's not a long period of time. No, it's not. That's the signing on fee. That's oh, bit, so you get more once you play. That's the signing on for you, I gather. I mean, there's obviously be something with that that you would have to do X amount of appearances and all that stuff as part of that thing, but it's basically a signing on fee because um, there's a couple of other blokes, Dustin Johnson, a few of them already pocketed their $100 million. Well, for $150 million, I'll go and root every golf fan in the world <laughs> because I still think I'll be coming out on top. Well, I will be coming out on top. <laughs> <Yeah. Hey. laughs> See what I did then, Kev? Yes, I did, Brian. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, let's get to the footy tips. Oh, have we covered ourselves in glory this week, boys? Have we covered ourselves in glory this week? Uh, If not for the Western Bulldogs, fine, he would have got nine. Wow. He would have tipped tipped the card. And if it wasn't for the the freaking West Coast Eagles, I would have got nine as well. And what about... Young Brizey. Oh, hang on. Uh, okay. Here we go, kiddies. Are you ready? We're going to count. Uh, Are you ready? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. One. Yay. Two. 
Hurrah, Brian. Now, that was Brian's score last week. Brian got two last week, boys and girls. But let's see what Brian gets this week. Let's count them. Sydney, one. Geelong, two. Yay. Uh, hang on. I put the wrong thing here. Oh, hang on. I think I only got two this week. Actually, maybe I've, I've four. given you maybe I've, four. No, no, I've given you a tick for the Suns when I shouldn't have. It. Uh, I've got that in the wrong column. So, so boys and girls, Brian got two again this week. Isn't Hang Brian clever? Brian, wait a sec. Wait a sec. No, no, yes. you did. You went yeah. Frio, North Melbourne, Sydney, Geelong, the Suns, Melbourne yeah. Giants, Bombers, West Coast Eagles. You got two. But I, but I think the fact that you put me down as a tick for the Suns. It it makes it asks a lot of questions about the integrity of the whole competition. There you go. And, I, and I, I I wonder how often you have got it wrong, and maybe I should be in front because you have just miscalculated. I'm happy to let the raffles and bingos bloke come in and do a uh, a, a reconnaissance mission on the uh, on the sheets. They're all over in there in the file in my back of my desk. All the tips from each week, so you can go through those and he can count them. Good luck to him. He's the right. same. He's doing fine his books at the moment, but when he's finished finding his books, he's going to come over and uh, go through the footy tips. Okay. So that's uh, that leaves us with uh, no change really. Uh, Brian, you've uh, you've jetted up to ninety. Uh, Finey's on one hundred and two, and I'm on one hundred and four. So we both got eight. So we uh, we get into this week's games. If I can find a sheet of paper here, and we'll do them right now. Here we go, boys. Fremantle and Melbourne. Friday night football. This that was is, last week. Hey? Oh, no, no, it's this week. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, Freeman, Freeman and Melbourne, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Dockers uh, host Melbourne, uh, Optus Stadium, Friday night. Brian, purple. The frustration of getting the draw last week will uh, push them across the line and they will beat Melbourne, who are a pretty good team. But, um, no, I'm going to stick with purple. Frio, fine I'm going to go for the Demons. Mm, me too. Uh, it was a very good game to watch the uh, the Doggies and the Demons game, I must admit. Nice and open and attacking and uh, good skills of the game. It was a good game to watch. Collingwood. Ho-ho, Brian. Uh, they take on Port Adelaide uh, at the MCG on Saturday afternoon. This will be what? Is, this will be 10 in a row if they win yeah, this? Yeah, they've just scraped across the line for nine games. North Melbourne should have beat them. We should have beat them. Um, I think their luck's got to run out. So whoever they're playing, I'm going for them. Port Adelaide for Mr Mannix. Yeah, the Port of Jew, they're embarrassed about their whole situation. And it's in Port, is it? It is being played at the MCG. That's not going to help them. That's going to be the upset of the week. Okay. Finey, Collingwood? Collingwood for me. Yeah, me too. I actually look all right, Collingwood. Uh, Finey, what do you make? Uh, we talked about you being an umpire. What do you make of the whole situation with the the young man from the pies who has been known to duck his head, uh, but now apparently he doesn't have a head because it doesn't matter where you hit him, you, you won't get a free kick. You know, I mean, <laughs> see, I hate knee jerk or yeah, over, you know overdoing the reaction to something mid-season, but I have said this all along, and I've said it for years. The idea of making the game safer 
is fraught with danger. We don't want any neck injuries. But over the years, we have said, oh, you can't touch people above the shoulder. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. In other words, rewarding people who go in head first. So to yeah. try and first that in one week is ridiculous. Let some common sense prevail. And that is, and it's a pretty simple thing to do, you know. If you have the ball in your possession and you are tackled head high, make it very clear that you better not be bending at the knees, doing anything, and it should be able to be told. But if you do not have the ball, you need to be protected. And I saw players on the weekend not being protected who didn't have the ball. Yeah. You can't be ducking if you don't have the ball yet. So they've got to get it right. Yeah. Yep. They certainly didn't get a run on the weekend, that's for sure. Now, the Swans take on the Giants. Oh, it's a battle of the big uh, the big uh, New South Wales teams at the SCG Saturday afternoon, 2.10. Brian? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Kev, my tips go a hell of a lot better when I follow finding, but... Um, <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Toby Green took a possibly mark of the year uh, on the weekend. Uh, it was terrific, but, um, gee, they are... They are kind of looking pretty mediocre, the Giants. Mm. Um, and who's the guy, Hopper? Jason, is, is it Jason the, Hopper? I think Essendon might be Mate. looking at him. And Brayshaw from Melbourne, very keen to come to Essendon, I believe. Mm. Yeah. I don't know about Hopper, but I think I think Essendon's trying to get him. I don't know. Mm. Um, but, you know, I don't care because Devin Smith was going to be the answer. Then Dylan Shield was going to be the answer. We just kept loading up with midfielders and we still don't have the answer. And the answer is get Alistair Clarkson to coach us because we need a decent coach. But, however, mm-hmm. what was what was the question, Kev? Swans and GWS. Uh, look, I think the umpires will probably be playing for GWS because that's what the AFL would like. I, I know this is such a long shot because Swans look pretty damn good, but I'm going to go with the Giants because oh, okay. so, they embarrass themselves. I just had giant, that Swans written down for you, but I've got Swans written down for me because I think they'll win. And uh, finally, what am I writing down for you? Swans. Thought so. I so Kilda take on... Yes. I thought you're going to, I thought finally you say write down a swear word for me. But anyway. <laughs> no, we'll write uh, that down with this one. Um, it's St Kilda and Hawthorne at Marvel Stadium on Saturday afternoon at 4.35. The Saints look uh, obviously pretty good in that game against West Coast. Finally, from what I can gather, I didn't see any of it, but they. Well, you obviously didn't see it. Yeah, that, I can't. <laughs> that, was harder, that was harder to watch than a wedding video. If, if you know, if you just had a terrible divorce, watching your wedding video would have been more fun than watching that. Really? Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. Terrible game, but painful to watch. It's hard. Not terrible game. Quite ferocious, actually. West Coast were having a red hot go, but nothing came easy. And yeah, look, they can beat Hawthorne. Probably their last win for the year. St Kilda. So I'll go the Saints. Okay, Ryan. Are the Saints still a chance to make the finals? Yeah, they're only they're only percentage out. Right, but you've got you've got a really tough draw after this. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. They won't win another game after this. Yeah, yeah but then so the doggies I, I have also the doggies have also got a very hard draw too. They play Frio and uh, they got Geelong this week and then Frio. So it's not it's not a walk up start that the doggies would be the team. Yeah, St Kilda's got St Kilda's got Geelong, at Geelong, Sydney, Sydney yeah. and Brisbane. Yeah, it's not easy yeah. by any stretch. Yeah, I, I think I think we can rule them out. 
Um, and poor Thornchy, I jumped off him at the wrong time um, last week. Uh, yeah, geez, I think you can flip a coin on this one, but where is it? It's, oh, it doesn't matter. They're both Melbourne teams. So Marvel. Oh, look, I think I'd prefer to I'd enjoy the game more if I go for the Saints, so I'll go for the Saints. All right. Doggies take on Geelong down at Geelong Saturday night, 7.25. We don't have a fabulous record at Geelong by any stretch of the imagination of the Doggies, but I think we might be able to get up and uh, and win this one. Uh, it was good to see Yukel Hagen uh, show um, the uh, the results of all the potential that uh, we've been talking about him having for years and years yeah. and years. And how good is his ice cream? Uh, well, ha- ha- he's, uh, his cousin, Hagen Vass. Um, yeah. Who are you tipping, Western Bulldogs or the Cats at the Cattery, Brian? I think the Cats look real good. I think they could win it, actually. Um, mm. I ex- kind of, at the moment, expect them to be in the grand final. However, mm. I just like the way you say Western Bulldogs because so, I want to say it too, so I'm going to go for the Western Bulldogs. Right. Finally, the voice of reason, the smartest man in the room. He's also got a Put sharp object in his hand. Put me down with the for the felines. For the cats, for Mr. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide take on Carlton. This one's at Adelaide Oval on Saturday night. So we're loading up the games on Saturday. Crows and Carlton, well, I'll have to say, I think, uh, only because they're obviously a better team, Carlton will win this one, Brian. I, I hate Carlton. Um, all my, <laughs> all my friends at Carlton, and uh, I was watching the game with. Um, oh no, it was Collingwood. So I, I'll leave that out. Um, yeah, look, look, the Crows. They've got a. They've got a. They must be feeling so miserable about themselves, especially in Adelaide, where they're going. Are you guys shit? Wherever they go. Yep. So, I'm gonna. You know, we're not the project. We don't all agree. So, I, you know, I'm quite happy to disagree with you guys. I know you guys will both go Carlton, but I'm going to go for the Crows. Okay. Funny. Good, Carlton. You seem to have a fantastic draw. I feel like every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I agree. It's rigged. Anyhow, I think they'll win. Mm. Yes. So do I. Carlton for me. Gold Coast Suns take on the West Coast Eagles at Metricon Stadium. That's up on the Gold Coast. You can oh. go to this one, Brian, Sunday afternoon at one ten. Oh, it's happy hour at Metricon Stadium. And I'm I think going to come back. Sorry, Kev. Yeah, I think the I think the Suns will win, Brian. Well, um, yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I'm starting to love the Suns, and I, you know, I always thought the Suns were a joke to have them in the competition. But every Victorian up here, they love going to Metricon. I won't be able to go to this game, but the weekend after I've got a weekend off uh-huh. and I will – oh, they'll be in freaking Melbourne or somewhere. Damn. Probably. But, but um, look, you know, it's my second team now, and uh, so I'll be going for the Suns. Mr. Fine, Gold Coast Suns, West Coast Eagles in on the Gold Coast. I'm not sure about their future mayor, but I'll tip Gold Coast. (laughs) (laughs) God, could you imagine that? Uh, Richmond will play the Lions at the MCG on Saturday, on Sunday afternoon, sorry, at uh, 3.20. Oh, interesting game, this one. Um, uh, I will, only because it's here, I'm going to go for Richmond. Finey? Uh, Lions for me. Lions for you. Damn. Brian? Well, I've got no idea, and I was hoping that you'd both agree, and I'd just follow Finey, but it's all got confusing for me now. 
Um, I, I, yeah, look, I think Brisbane's probably a – I actually – now, Richmond, they've had three not wins. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'll, I'll enjoy the game off. I'll go for the Lions, so I'll go for Brisbane. Go for the Lions, and I think we're all – little, little trivia question for you. Mm-hmm. Where's the? What's the only country in the world in which in nature you could actually have lions versus tigers? In fact, it's the only part of the world where they share, even though it's very, very thin populations, but they do share the same habitat. Um, India? No. No? No lions in India. Oh, okay. Tokyo? It's somewhere no. silly, isn't it? It's like Sumatra or something. It's it's somewhere you wouldn't. No, well, no, no, it's not. It's, it's in no. northern China. Northern it's China. Asian. Ah, northern China, do you? Oh, yeah, and then you get monkey pox and, you know, COVID. <laughs> the, you know, we'll have lion pox and tiger pox because of this. It's going to be, we're going to be locked down for another three years. Anyway, I'm an idiot. Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so hang on, funny. What, 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 so, lions and tigers. The, that the, where, where is it again? Northern China. Okay, that's the only place in the world where they both happen. Yeah, and, and the lion population there is very sparse and very much in danger. Okay. Well, I'm going for the tigers, and you two are going for the lions. So we'll see what happens. And the final game of the weekend is Essendon North Melbourne, and I think it's Essendon all round for all of us, isn't it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't, but I'll I'll go for the Bombers. Yep, Bombers for mine. Yep, Bombers for mine too. All right. I <laughs> bet North on, wins because, because – yep, go. You know, I do get people come into the store occasionally. Oh, they'll, they'll say something, oh, by the way, oh, I recognise that voice. You find me from radio when I think all the time that's really why they're in the store. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's okay. I'm wrapped when people do that. So a guy came in today and he just bought something. He was mazing around. It was like, you know, he was about to ask a girl out on a date. <laughs> Anyhow, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah finey, isn't it? Finey. I go, yeah. He goes, I've got a trivia question for you. <laughs> well, fair enough, you know, ask me a question. Buy a soup, fair enough. Yep. Um, <laughs> Free trivia question with every soup at Lenny's Fine Foods. It was a good question. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud to say, I said, you're going to have to give me a couple of minutes to think about it. I got it correct. Okay. What was the question? Are we any chance? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who was the last player who played a game in the 60s to retire from league football? So he had to have played in the 60s, and he was the last of all the players who played in the 60s to retire. Oh, okay. So he played, uh, he he was playing in 1969, but then he kept playing all the way through. And he was well, that's what you've got, to, you've got to think along those lines, yes. Um, I'm, I'm very pleased to have got it right, but then the person told me that that answer is only correct by one week. Oh, really? Because yep. it was someone who retired the week before? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, so not was- reti- and then you've got to think of finals. So, that, But but I didn't get that clue. I just oh, got it correct. Oh, okay. Uh, so played into the – I'll go – I'll go Kevin Bartlett. Yeah, see that. I mean, I said, I said to him, I said a lot of people might think Bartlett, but Kevin started in 1964. So, you know, oh. there's no way it's going to be Kevin. So it's, it's later than him. So yeah. someone who played into the 
Oh, okay. I'll, I know. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Brian's mob. Yes, Tottenham. No, Simon Madden. No. Simon Madden. No, he didn't play in the sixties. Did he play? No. Oh, okay. No. No, no. Sorry, Simon. Uh, can, I, can, can, can I have one more go here at this one, yep. Finey? Did Polly Farmer play into the 70s? I mean, he might have played in Perth, but, you know, he didn't play no. very long okay. in no. league footy. What about Sam? No. And that would have been a, a fair guess, but, again, he would have started a bit too early because he was in the 67 yeah, grand yeah, final. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's got to be someone who literally played at the end of the, of the 60s and then. Yeah, and that's off. who I was thinking of, and I got it. <clears throat> But I was lucky because I didn't consider the other person. All right, you've so, got well, you've got me because I've, I've I think I've I've shot my best shots of blokes who played from the sixties and went into can, the eighties. Can can you cut down with the sexual innuendo, please, Kev? We're oh. trying to talk football here. Sorry, <laughs> root <laughs> head. Oh. Incorrect, <laughs> Besto. Oh no, hang on, that's <laughs> no, that's that's not a sexual position. Um. Uh, no, well, okay, I, I I give up. Brian, are you out? I'm out. What club, Brian? Right. It's, it's a Melbourne-based club, obviously. Correct. So Carlton. Carlton. Carlton, Carlton, yep. Carlton, Carlton. No, well, Jesuit, no. Jezelenko. No. No, 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 no. Someone who started in the 60s and went through. Um, foo, 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 try now. Malcolm Blight. No. I'm out. Finished at Carlton. Uh, would have played in the 81. Hang on, what a can't play, 80, 80 and 81? Yeah, we're talking 82, about 82, 82, Bruce Doole. Played in 87 or 86. Oh, he wasn't playing in the – Bruce Doole played in the Bruce. 60s. Yep, 1969 he started. Wow, that's a good career, isn't it? Yeah, and the player he beat by one week mm-hmm. started at Footscray. Doug Hawkins. No, no, no. And got knocked out playing for another team in the preliminary final day. So hang on, what do you what year did Dooley finish? I'm thinking it must have been eighty-six or eighty-seven. Okay. Yeah, eighty-six, maybe. Eighty-six, yeah, okay. And he beat a bloke by one week. Yep. Who started, who started playing for, Oh, not Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. Bernie Quinlan. Yeah. So when did oh, Fitzroy shit. when did Fitzroy lose that preliminary final to Hawthorne in eighty six or eighty seven? Eighty six, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gee whiz. There that's you a, go. That's a bloody brilliant. Whoever that bloke was, congrats. That's a ripping trivia question. And a ripping yeah. answer that you got it right, finally. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, well I done. I honestly did. Well done. He wasn't much of a coach. <clears throat> Bruce Dool? Bernie. No. Bernie. Bernie. No. Oh, Bruce, Bruce wouldn't have been much of a coach. <laughs> I I I remember going to the the Western Oval um to watch it was around one of I don't know, some year, and Jeff Hogg was playing, he was hearing footsteps everywhere. And ninety five that would have been or ninety six. Yeah, it probably was. They didn't score until half time. It, or, or you know, they might have got a point, but it was an absolute embarrassment to them, yeah. and and didn't help their cause at all. No, they were shot, unfortunately, at, by that stage. The poor old rules. Yep. Anyway, that happens. All right. Now, I know. I know you wanted to spend the rest of the program talking about the Commonwealth Games and all the events that you're looking forward to watching uh, when Bruce McAvaney and the team, uh, you know, fire well, up for the Commonwealth just on Games. That, just on that. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I did lose a fair hunk of tooth a couple of weeks ago. Tooth? I had, I had an implant and it felt that I sort of I worked it out. I, I knocked it myself and dislodged it. Ooh. And my dentist is away for six weeks. Terrific. Because he, well, his daughter is an Australian athlete. Oh, yeah. So he went to the World Athletics Championships in Eugene, Oregon, and now he's off to the Com Games. And she, who is our number one walker, Jemima Montag, did very well at the World Athletics. She finished fourth. Oh, wow. Good on her. Well, that means she's, she'd, be, she'd be a money to get a medal in, uh, in Birmingham oh, then. Well, she's the reigning gold medalist from the Com Games, but she would be 20s on. Oh, beautiful. Oh, well, we're watching the walking. Oh, well, I yeah. love the walking. Is she 20, what, what is it, the, the long one, the 20K one or whatever it is? Yeah, oh, they, they've just brought the 35K one in for women, but it's the, she does the 20K. That's the Jane Saville? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, we, What's yeah. Jimmy Saville got to do with no, this, not Jimmy, That's not Jimmy. Right. No, yeah, no. Freaking me out. <laughs> hey, you know what? I reckon walking is the, is the sport second to Australian rules football that's the hardest to officiate in all any sport in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's questionable, isn't it? Oh. But they seem to, in recent years, there's a lot less paddling. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But um, gee whiz, you watched you watched it in the sort of nineties and thought, hang on a minute, they're they're taking the piss here. They're yeah, fed, yeah, yeah. they're feeding them yeah. running. Um, there yeah. was very yeah, little yeah, yeah. walking oh, going it, on. It is a bit of a ridiculous sport. Um, you may as well have, oh, let's have wanking as a uh, no, come no, on it's... game sport. <laughs> well, hang on. Well, what, what, well we what do, we do, but they wank. get paid. They get paid. They're cool commentators. I, yeah, <laughs> well done. <laughs> but that's like, I mean, it's like trotting and, and galloping. It's just, it's a different form of the gait, the natural gait of, a, of, of the, the, the species. Well, why don't we do crawling? Oh, good. Well, uh, so I'm sorry, like eight people crawling along the ground so you can crawl the fastest. Why wouldn't well, that, that be that's appropriate? That's like a four different, four different strokes at swimming. Why do they do that? Yeah, exactly. It's a, a, a yeah, good point. Good and a point. better question is even why was butterfly invented and who invented it? Because it's the most it's, – it's worse than an internal combustion engine for efficiency. It's like there's so much energy used to do the stroke of butterfly, and it's just a bad design of cutting through the water. So we it, might as well do be called, it. Should be called, it should definitely be called moth. Yeah, not mm. butterfly. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was Susie O'Neill's great, 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 great grandfather who invented it. Really? Yeah, knowing that he would uh, have a great, 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 great grandchild who'd be very good at it. So you reckon reckon he's a prick? Probably. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I'm on on board with that. I'll tip tip that. Let's head to the chart, boys. Uh, Hang on. Wait a a second. What? Finally had some very interesting news, and this is what we told us at the start. We we did, yes. And this is what people will be listening to. They they don't care about the chart as much as they care about what happened to Finey and the Chinese guy. Yep. Sorry, I did forget. Yeah, Um, okay. Now, this is from a couple of weeks ago, Yeah, about three weeks ago, when I went and bought that very cheap disguise kit. $2.50. Yes, (laughs) which I will wear next week. I keep forgetting to put it on. But (laughs) we'll get a screenshot. Yeah, correct. But so I bought it 
And he goes, oh, look at you. Spend $2.50 on such a childish thing. And I'd worked out. I'll just let him talk. You know, he doesn't know that everything he says is going into my memory banks to be repeated. (laughs) (laughs) And he said to me, this is, you know what you are. This is not for a mature man. It's not for an adult. Your problem is that you are glib. And I look at him and he goes, he starts smiling. Glib. He goes, you don't know the meaning of the word. I do, but I didn't say anything. He goes, glib, lacking sincerity or depth. Glib, somebody who speaks confidently but is insincere or unintelligent. Glib. (laughs) And I'm just looking at him. He goes, you don't know glib. He goes, imagine that I am an immigrant. I speak three languages fluently. Mandarin, Hokkien, which is not a dialect, it is distinct from Mandarin, <laughs> and English, and you only speak one language, English, and I speak it better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just looking at him. I'm just looking at him. And he goes, I am also conversant in Vietnamese and Malay. I can make myself understood in French and German, Italian as well. (laughs) Because I spend time studying and I do not waste my time. (laughs) And he goes, you are embarrassed. You don't know meaning of the word, glib. (laughs) (laughs) Cocky in his old age. He found that word and looked it up and the... Damn if he didn't say that. We goes, oh, I know who is Glib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but- I, not only do I know, but I will call him Glib and he will not know Glib. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a little photo of you next to the word Glib. Yeah, he goes, then he goes, Glib. <laughs> and I, before I even had a chance to say anything, you don't know the meaning of it. <laughs> Lacking sincerity or depth, like straight out of a dictionary. Yeah. I, I don't think he does speak better English than you find him. However, I would rather listen to his accent because it just makes me smile every time. You know, you have lovely voice. It's <laughs> just fantastic. Um, I am glib. <laughs> well, well, do you think you can stop being glib when we do the chart? All right. Let's get into it. Here we go. We may there may be controversy at the top of this chart. I'm not quite sure how we're going to handle this, but let's see how we go. Number ten uh, on this chart from the 11th of November 1983. Uh, number ten, say say say, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Number nine, Rain by Dragon. Number eight, Tonight I Celebrate My Love by Roberta Flack and Peebo Bryson. Number seven, Pop Girl, Pat Wilson. Number six, Islands in the Stream by Kenny and Dolly. Five, Union of the Snake by Duran Duran. Four, Give It Up, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Three, Gold, Spandau Ballet. Two, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. And number one, now this is where the controversy starts, Semantics by Australian Crawl. It's an EP. is not a single. No. It is a four-track EP. No, I don't want to be anti-semantic, but I'm telling you. That is not a song. No, it's not. It's exactly right. I think you're being glib. Glib? I don't know what you mean. You don't know what glib is, but you are being glib. (laughs) 
Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to to piss it off because it also it includes Reckless, which I couldn't believe uh, Reckless was the number one song. I, I found that really strange. But anyway, it's a piece of it's a piece of shit actually. Reckless voted as the mo- uh, the one at, Triple M ran one of those polls at one stage, and Reckless was voted as the best of the Australian crawl songs. That's that's rubbish. I, I like- found that staggering when I saw that today. Like Scott from the Antarctic and the Manly Fair. Very, what the, what the hell is he talking about? way too circular, key. And who is this Manly Fairy? <laughs> well, it's Paul, um, Paul Vorton. <laughs> might be Tom Cruise. Yeah, could be. Uh, goodness me. Yes, very, um, very strange. So we're, we're not, uh, we won't be including semantics in that unless you include it in your bads. Finey, start us with your number three bad and your number three good. There are some gems uh, in this chart. Uh, I should yeah, mention yeah. Uh, there's some uh, some very uh, startling debut songs that are in this chart too that we'll get to. But Finey? I don't know start. if I should do this. All right, this is probably the last time we do this podcast. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> yeah. of what you were about to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay, rock on. <laughs> what in the hell was going on with Time Goes So Fast? Well, I think um, – And who's the feeler singer? That's me, yeah. Um, what what happened to your voice in it? Well, my balls weren't dropped as much then and um, I wanted to sing it like Lou Reed, but they wouldn't let me. You know, if I was down on my knees, that would have been now, cool. I want, to, but, I want to go through the lyrics. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, right. This, right. Uh, no, fair this enough, definitely that's... will be the last podcast we do. So the song starts down on my knees. If I was down on my knees, yeah. Would, would you answer me, please? Why do you need to be down on your knees? What are you doing? I guess I'm trying to get her back or something. I'm not sure. It was one of those things where, um, and if, yeah, it was one of those things that's sort of like words for poetry's sake rather than meaning, which is why I don't like Reckless because it's words that sound good but don't necessarily mean anything. Oh, who wrote Sounds the lyric like of this he's, song, he's, Brian? Who wrote the lyric the prob- of I wrote the whole thing. Here's the problem with the songs. Oh, here yep. you go. It's 80%, it's 80% chorus. I haven't listened to it for a long time. Um, oh, that's just, look. People said to me, "You fair income, fifty years. Is that good a song?" I said, "You go listen to it. That is a bloody good song, yep. a top yeah. song." And you know what I think of that? Yeah. So I said, "If I've got to be honest with that, I did not enjoy this." Well, I I can understand that, but the thing was, I I guess that we were pretty insecure, um, and we had to write something that was musically great because musically. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty. Jim Barton produced it. He worked for Trevor Horn, and um, you know, Frankie goes to Hollywood and all that shit. Mm. Um, and I think it's one of. To me, it's you know okay. I'll 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 accept that the vocals aren't too great, but I think um, production wise, it's pretty good. And the thing and, about and it there's is, something else that pisses me off in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, go for it. You wear a shirt that I I I owned. That I really liked. Ah, uh, yeah. The manager made me go and wear that, and get a haircut the day before. No, we there was this black it. and blue shirt that you wore that I, I, I forgot about that. It was really mm. cool. I think Rock and Ronnie Gonzo was wearing that, not me. He was always oh, the best dresser in the band. Oh, okay. But 
Yeah, look, the, the funny thing, it's, it's an interesting thing, that song, in that um, that song got the best reviews we ever got. And 2SM in Sydney thrashed it. And nobody bought it. It didn't get uh, wow. it didn't get very high. And a turning point for me in the career was um, Tim Finn put out that awful album Escapade. Yes. And he and, and he won uh, Best Songwriter at the Countdown Rock Awards. And Peter Allen said, Best Songwriter, Tom Finn. <laughs> and so Tom Finn came on and sang his fraction too much, whatever he freaking sang. Yeah, it's a fraction but, too but, much fiction. But, but but what struck me was like I I had that album because Mushroom gave it to me for nothing, and I thought, geez, these are all just four chord bangers, you know? Why am I trying to impress other musicians? F- them, they're never going to buy my records, <laughs> you know? Just let's just write some stuff that's going to make the general public happy. And so the next thing I wrote was everybody wants to work because it was like let the church and let, you know, other bands be cool and, you know, mystique and all that. But, yeah, um, but, you know, I really rate that song. I, I don't rate my vocal performance finally, but I think the um, the violin in it and the, um, the arrangement of it is pretty good. I think the production on it is pretty good. The only thing wrong with it is my vocals, but um, – I'm quite happy for you to say this is your number three worst. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel bad now, but no, I don't. Nah, no, I don't. That's because that's off uh, just off uh, the Facebook, uh, just saying, uh, why didn't you get the Sheila that sang on that one to sing Fifty Years? You would have got your wish. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I couldn't. <laughs> your voice is overproduced in it. Like it's they've put it through. They put it through something, but that's not that's not the Brian Manning I know. <laughs> well, well, sometimes what they do too, which used to really shit me, you'd record the song, and then they'd be listening to it as they're mixing it. Go, you know what? It's about two beats per minute too slow. Oh no, I hate that. So they'd speed it up, and in them that's days, that's what it felt like to me. If you speed it up, if you speed it up, then the vocals get into Pinky and Perky. Yep. Range, which yep. is what David Cassidy complained about for years because they used to always speed him up because he sang like Daryl Summers. And, and he, no one else hears it except you. No, that's what I felt. I felt like it had been sped up and I thought, why on earth am I listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks singing an Uncanny <laughs> X-Men song? Well, I, I, look, it's a pretty fair call, Fonny. Um, yeah, look, I think I love the riff. Um, I wrote it on a keyboard, which, you know, I'm not very good on a keyboard. And and the interesting thing is the chords in it are A, G, and D um, for the verses. And guess what the chords are if everybody wants to work? A, D, and G? A, G, and D. Same order, just played a little bit differently. But those chords served me well. But no, no, that's fair enough. Um, it, it, I think once again, get somebody like David Bowie or somebody good to sing it, and it would be you'd go, wow, that's amazing. But... With me singing, it's like, mm, gee, was that, I can see what they're trying to do, but they're not really getting there. That's okay. All right. Um, well explained. Yes, nicely. No, nicely handled, you two. All right, the mummy and daddy are happy again, so we can move on to your th- number three good. Thank you, Mr. So Fine. we will do another. We will do another. Yeah, show. We're apparently we're, we've been renewed. Um, oh, good. <laughs> this is, I, I, was, I listened to this because I thought, right, I'm going to put this in the bad. Now, I'm telling you, this song, not all of it, Starts off, I was I thought, what in the 
hell's going on here? Yeah. I, I can talk. This guy's this guy's bogus. But I'm telling you, this song might have been before its time. I can just remember it, but there's an element to it that I really like, unless he copied somebody, because you, this song borders on being excellent. Are you talking about Swear by Tim Scott? Correct. Yeah, it's good. I really liked it. I, I, it's almost genius, but then I thought, did he copy it off somebody? Because it's it's pretty tr- pretty. It's got a pretty hard, likable, sort of powerful feel to it. Once he stops talking and starts singing, I yeah. like Swear. Yeah, no, like it's good. It. It's a good song. Really good song. That's the only thing he ever did too. I don't I don't remember him doing anything beforehand or after. But you're right. It is one of those songs you go, wow. Um, I had to listen to it today because I hadn't heard it for a while, but I've, I've always liked it. Always thought it was a good song. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, uh, good choice, Mister Mannix. Um, okay, uh, I was going to put "Time Goes So Fast" in as the third best, but no, you I, can. Move. No, you no, can. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. We've it's it's had a mention. That's a, that'll. Are you do. moving it up to number one? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to include. A song because we were talking about the shit vocals on Time Goes So Fast. I think this guy, we spoke of him, Kev, is probably one of the most boring interviews we've done. He's a superstar. Um, but he always gets a great vocal sound. And I'm going to go for number uh, 40, Elvis Costello, Every Day I Write the Book. I think that's a pretty good song. I, I yeah, really good do. call. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you there. So, I've got it number three as well. I love it. Now, my number three bad mm-hmm. is a pretty good song. It's pretty interesting. It sounds like the singer was parking the car when they hit the record button because he doesn't come in till about a minute later. But um, <laughs> and it's it's a pretty good song. But the lyrics to the the title doesn't appear in the song at all, and it's the worst title ever. Now I'll just ask you both. What do you think of when you think of a big log? Uh, Let me tell you that I did this top – I started looking at this top 40 in the dunny. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And And the signs are telling you. Talk about timely. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a really good start. I love the start of it because it's a real real lovely mood-setting piece of music that that, uh, they started with, that, that guitar thing at the start and all that. It's good. They're using a, a Rockman, which is something that um, I think somebody from Pink Floyd or somebody invented, and everybody used it, and they got that clean, chorusy sound, which yeah, it is sounds really good. Yeah, and and the music is great, but you know, apparently it was originally going to be called Steamy Horrid, <laughs> but, the, but the record company said, "No, nah, we'll call it Big Log." But um, uh, yeah, I, in, I rec- just, in recognition of the passing of Con Brit, I should have put it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Robert Plant has a big log, but anyway, that's just hearsay. Well, he's you know he wants to be your backdoor man. He want to give he wants to give every inch of his love. What the hell is that lyric about? Why is this guy obsessed with bottoms and poo and shit? I anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll get him on the show on Life of Brian, Kevin, yes. and find out. Have uh, have put in uh, some uh, requests for him, but never heard back from. But uh, hopefully, one day. <laughs> my number three good one. Oh no! Yeah, oh, that's I'm done. it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. All right. Okay. My so number, number two. Your number three bad is Big Log. 
Is that right? <laughs> Only because of the title. Yeah, okay. Number three, good, is Every Day I Write the Book. I'm going with Elvis Costello with you as well with number three, Every Day I Write the Book. And my number three, bad, I, someone, and I put the chart up on Facebook this afternoon and got a few reactions straight up from a few people saying, oh, I like this one, this one, I love that one, love number 34, time goes so fast. Um, got a, a few of those. Uh, but thank, someone, thank you, Cherie. Yes, it was Cherie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thought only, it might be. Only taking the piss, Cherie. Oh, well, I put on the Facebook post, any cheap shots about number 34 will just be wasted. So um, she said, no, not a cheap shot. I really do love Time Goes So Fast, and we know she does. But uh, Heidi put up that she liked this song in her best three, and I, I actually sent her back a message saying, are you serious? In your best three? Safety dance, men without hats? It's bloody oh. awful. Oh. It's a shit song. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> now that's a Rage Against the Machine song. We all know that. Oh, it's a beauty too, though. <laughs> it wasn't in the chart. Safety dance, men without hats. Bloody absolute waste of time. Every time it used to come on the radio, it used to go, oh, you're joking. So that's my number three bad. Let's go back to yeah. Mr. Fine, who's in the- right, um, Number two bad. It's yeah. interesting. This chart is full of famous songs, some that should be in the good, some that should be in the bad. It's very exciting, this chart, actually. And also, it's when I was 18, so, I was, ah. you know, coming of age, having a lot of fondling in the dark, and it, those were the days. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's by, and that's by yourself. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. God, <laughs> people said, you know, do you remember the first time you had sex? I said, yes, it was very scary. I was on my own. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had no one to talk to. Um, <laughs> had no one to talk you through it. <laughs> I mean, number two, bad. Look, uh, this didn't make my bad list. And this song is, I shouldn't have put time goes so fast in. I just wanted to discuss it, how I was no, found it no, unusual. I'm because, quite happy. Because I'm, I did not put in McRawhide, which to me is just a terrible red faces act. Yeah. Of Scottish people singing Rawhide. Um, but anyhow, I didn't put it in. But it should have, because my number two bad. First of all, my number one bad I despise, so that had to go. In. But yeah, my number yeah. two bad is my pinup. It, it's I mentioned this song before, without ever actually mentioning it, because I hate when I get betrayed by a band. Oh yeah, okay. Where I like a band, and all of a sudden they change tack and become something completely different, much more commercial, and that song gold. It's such a betrayal from to cut a long story short. I mean, you know, Spandau Ballet with the sort of new romantic band and they were, you know, wearing kilts and doing high kicks and next thing you know they're singing gold, bastards. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I like Spandau Ballet. I don't mind. I don't mind gold. I had, it's not in my top uh, ones here. Nearly, nearly made it. Now you, you good one. So my number two good. Not my favourite band, but I've got to say that there is something about them and this is my, I think, their best song. It's Who's That Girl by the Eurythmics. Oh, okay. I'm very surprised with that. Yeah, me too. I'm very surprised with that. I think it's a very good song. I think they slowed her down and made her sound like a man. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, I, I, I'm funny with the Eurythmics. I didn't mind. I, I quite like playing them on the radio. They're a very, very radio friendly band in terms of they had you know good vibe and most of their songs were, were sort of happy songs. Um, but I'm not. It, they're not a band that I I crave to hear a lot of these days. 
No, no, me. I yeah. don't know. I didn't mind that song. Yeah, no, it's not a bad song at all. All right, uh, Mr. Mannix, the only person in the podcast that has a song in the chart, I should point out. Well, thank you very much. Because yeah, and I weren't official members of um, of the chaps. Yeah, you were making ten times more money than me because you were a DJ because we I like the way we sort of slash back to things we said earlier. Yeah, you're on about, you know, forty million a year doing your oh, DJ. Oh yeah, right. I was doing mornings on three XY. Uh yeah, forty million a year, right. Yeah, more like forty grand. Hey, uh, you own you own a whole suburb. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, sure, yeah, you and Sarah, you know, yeah. lounging it up there, I tell you what. All right. Any chance now, you got the number two, good and bad? Yeah, oh, there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a slight, in. there's a slight chance. <laughs> you could. Um, yeah, now, Genesis. Oh, here we go. What <laughs> the, <laughs> what the hell are they trying to prove, Kev? I don't know. It's it's like got this really shit drum machine thing that they obviously thought was cool, and then it's got sort of Brian Eno sort of keyboards, yeah. and then Phil Collins just trying to sing a pop song. The bands, they're all, you know, one person's driving down Brian Eno Street, another person's driving down Phil Collins Street, another one's driving down What the Fuck Street. And <laughs> and, and it just, I was talking to my brother about it, it just sounds like everybody's doing their own thing and nobody's listening to each other and playing each other. And... You know, if you're going to do a cool song with, you know, synthesizers and weird sounds, I don't think Mama is the, is the topic that you want to, um, <laughs> you, where, where you want to be. You know, Mama, you know, I want Johnny Chester to sing Mama. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's going to be my number two bad. It's a most confusing song and the vocal is, and I don't mind Phil Collins singing, but the vocal is, the vocal is just, it's it's he's screaming and yelling in one party. One party actually sounds like he's about to choke. I, I didn't get that far through it, Kev. Oh, I just, well, it's one of those songs like Robert Plant. It's like, okay, let's hit record. The singer's in the car park, park in the car. He'll be here in a minute. It takes about a minute and a half before he arrives. Um, okay, now I, I was going to put this one at number one, but I'm a bit um, – where, where am I at, Kev? I'm confused. Number two. This is your number two good. Okay, I worked with him on Saturday night. I think I Hear Motion by the Models is a great song. So do I. Um, and, and a lyric like, when it is Christmas for everyone else, I feel like I've missed an appointment. God, I think that says a lot. Um, yeah, so that's my number two good. I love the start of that song. I just love the way it's done. It, it just, you go, oh, here we go. I reckon the, uh, the keyboard riff that you're talking about, it's a bit Stevie Wonderish. It's a bit it is. Um, yes. very superstitious sort of um, taking drugs. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I hear most of great. And Sean Kelly is probably one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet um, and just fantastic song. So yeah. there you go. My number two as well in the good is I Hear Motion. I love it. I, 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 it's a bit talking heads when you watch the video. I hadn't seen the video for a long time. There's a bit of Sean doing a bit yeah. of almost – it's a cross between David Byrne and Virgil from the Thunderbirds, him and uh, him and James yeah. doing that thing. And then what's a keyboard player's name? Andrew, isn't it? Uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's still Andrew Duffield yeah, in that one. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. and he's almost like one of the Thunderbirds in the background. Then Barton's on the drums at the back. It's a, they're a good band. The models. I didn't. I probably didn't appreciate them as much when they were around because they kind of had a bit of a reputation of being difficult to deal with sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, they from a radio point of view, the, they always gave you the impression that they were a bunch of pricks. And then you meet Sean and you go, "Oh, no, he's just shy." Yeah. And he's possibly, you know, and I saw Ali Fowler one day and I said, um, so, you know, Ali, if you're going to marry anybody, would you, would you marry me or would you marry? And, and she said, I'd possibly marry Sean. Yeah. So that says, I guess she's a very hard woman to please, I think. <laughs> or I, either that or I just annoy the hell out of her. Yeah, but, well, uh, there's probably that too. Yeah. Uh, so that's my number two good as well. I, I agree with you on that. So, so far, Brian, we're actually agreeing on the, the, the goods so far. I'm not sure we'll agree on the number one. Uh, and my number two bad, um, God, there's a few to choose from here. That bloody David Sylvian song is just awful. Um, Which one's that? It's uh, Fly. It's called Forbidden Colours. It's him and oh. in, in Sakamoto, the uh, the Japanese. But God, that's an awful uh, song. Is that from the Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence no, soundtrack? I, I, yeah, yeah, that's what is it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God, it's awful. Um, uh, so I'm going to uh, – perennial favourites of this program in the bad uh, column when it comes to uh, picking shitty songs, picking old songs and songs done by other people and then taking them and absolutely ruining there is no better band in the world than UB40 and they've done it again here – with red, yeah. red wine. What a freaking awful version of a ordinary song that I never liked anyway when Neil Diamond did it. But, oh, God, did they massacre it. Did they take it out the back and beat it to death with a club? Um, and it's awful. It's from their, it's from their album, uh, UB40, F*** Up Your Favourites. <laughs> and, um, and, look, yeah. I'm totally gazumped here because, uh, you know, I'll save oh, that for my number one. Well, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll just find some other piece of shit to go Oh, there's for. a few in there. There's a few in there. Righto, finally, we've got uh, Swear by Tim Scott and Who's That Girl by the Eurythmics uh, filling in three and two. And in the bad, we've got Time Goes So Fast by the Young Kenny X-Men and <gasps> Gold by Spandau Ballet in the, uh, in the bads. What do we got coming up? Number one, good. Okay, number one, good. I'm going to do the good second, actually. Okay. So number one bad, first of all, this isn't in the bad list, but in the history of songs, there has never been, when you look at song title and song artist, a more confusing combination than this one. Mm-hmm. So I refer to number 30. Ned, number 30. Now, do you know what an old-fashioned is? It's a drink. What else is an old-fashioned? Missionary position? <laughs> no, no. Fans of South Park will know what an old-fashioned is. Uh, I thought it was a drink. What else is it? It's a hand job. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, have a look who sings it. Blow John Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Blow John Thomas. How can BJ Thomas sing old-fashioned? <laughs> yeah, hey. He should have sing, sing Blowjob. <laughs> Old Fashioned Love by BJ Thomas. Make your mind up, mate. <laughs> There's merit in both of them, but really? <laughs> this, all right. There, there is a song on this chart. I'm pretty sure if you've listened to the first 20 seconds of it and you haven't, in back in 1983, if you listened to the first 30 seconds of this on a recently purchased boombox, you would have been straight back down to brashers to get your money back. Right. It, it, 
if there's some attempt at some sort of, I don't know what it is, mechanical music, automated music, it basically sounds like the gearbox of a car that hasn't had any oil in it for 25 years. <laughs> and then and then it breaks into the stock standard dross that you'd expect from this person. <laughs> Here we go. Nine out of ten, nine out of ten fit American sitcoms used to start with music like this. So it went from it went from some mental mechanical sounds into the theme music to growing pains. I mean it's unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but who is who is capable of such a thing combined with the most self-serving pathetic film clip ever shot? Oh hello. I think I, I think we're we're hovering down the bottom end of the chart, aren't we? We are and step up Michael Sembella because <laughs> only you yes. and you alone. Look, his big hit was Maniac and I'm pretty sure he is one. No, he's oh, not. I'll tell you what he is. He's dead. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I'm not sure. He came out here. They brought him out here when, um, when I think it was on the back of Maniac. Uh, uh, Maniac had, was out. I don't know that this automatic man was, had been released at that stage. Um, oh, he's so boring. Oh, God. He was a <laughs> lovely, lovely bloke, but, oh, God, was he boring. Um, just... Yeah. Fairly was a dud root as well. Yeah, he was. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> no, you never know. Uh, no, good cho- really good choice. Re- excellent choice. Automatic man. Yes. Right, my number one good, if you ask me what are the ten best Australian songs of all time, I'd have to put this in an argument. in the argument. Is this an Australian band? Maybe not. Oh. But you know what we're like. If they if they if they're good and they they've got anything New Zealand about them, they're Australian. Yep, fair enough. But I think Rain by Dragon, from the minute it starts, is one of our great songs. Yep. I concur, Mr. Fine. It's a really good song, really well written. Mark sings it great. Uh, yeah, really, really good song. Yeah. Um, big fan of Dragons. Lo- love their work. I thought you were going to mention that other fabulous New Zealand band that's that's in this chart that no one's mentioned so far, surprisingly. Dave and the Dynamos. Oh, God. Life Begins at 40. Life Begins at 40. They're New Zealand band. Funnily enough, you know, we didn't claim them. No, no. <laughs> I didn't know Dave where Dobbin? they were from. Dave Dobbin. Hey? No, it's Is not Dave Dobbin. Dobbin. No, it's not. Oh, they've got, they've got other shit, Dave. <laughs> yes, their quota of Dave's is up there with their sheep count. Um, so, you know, Dave and the Dynamos, I I had to look up where they were from. Right, O'Brien, come on, number ones, what's going on? Can you just refresh me of what I've said, Kev? I was going to do that. Please do. But I was coughing. Number oh, three. my job. Your bads are Big Log by Robert Plant and Mama by Genesis, and your goods are Every Day I Write the Book by Elvis Costello and I Hear Motion by The Models. Okay, gee whiz. Okay, so I'm a bit out of whacky because time goes so fast we've discussed that, so I'll, I'll, I was going to put that as my third best. But um, Well, you've always, go- you've always on the, I have to say, on this podcast you've always done the thing where you made your song number one because you said, well, if I don't like it, who will? Well, that's right, but, you know. And it's, I kind it's of been, agree. It's been discussed and apologised for, so, you know. Um, <laughs> 
it got more airplay than anything. Anyway, that's enough about that. Um, this was a song I meant to put in as my number three good. Mm. And Graham Parker, oh, I yeah. love Graham Parker. He writes the best lyrics. This one's a bit commercial for him, but Life Gets – I remember being at the Chevron Hotel and, you know, hearing Life Gets Better by Graham Parker, and I love that. And a special nod to Islands in the Stream because that no song makes anybody happier than that one. But, um, yeah, life gets better. I, I didn't, oh, you know, when, people, I, when I was people, 19, not when I was 18, when I was 19, yeah. oh, I'm willing to admit this, mm-hmm. I caught a communicable disease. <laughs> right. Uh, it just happened, you know. It, was, it's, it, was, it had some initials. It was nonspecific urethritis. NSP. I had that. That was the first one I got. Yeah, then I, got, go then I got crabs later on, but um, anyway. I got crabs too. I caught crabs in Austria. <laughs> That's the best place to get them. They've got great crabs in Austria. <laughs> they really are little crabs. Uh, Anyhow, I know. I was sitting on the toilet one day and I noticed this little freaking right. crab oh, crawling around. Too. This oh, is. So we both had the same. Oh, okay. We both had the same hang STD. On, hang on, hang on. Yeah. This this is called rock and roll, not port noise complaint. Can we move on? Well, you can see what happened to me. I went to the VD clinic. Oh, geez. First of all, there was because I couldn't go to the doctor because it was my brother-in-law. So I went to this, the VD clinic oh, in the oh, city and they give you a little green card with a number on it. Yeah. And no word of a lie, my number was like 34216 and there was a guy sitting next to me with 768. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a foundation member. Uh, Anyhow, anywho, and he was warming and, the seat for Brian actually. And, trip, and just, right? j- just before you move on, Fanny, non-specific urethritis. Oh, right? No, you don't actually have to have sex to catch it. It's like your dick gets a yeah, cold. Yeah, sure, that's what they and, say. No, no, it is, and yeah. and and I got it because of Catholic guilt. And it was like, oh, I shouldn't have rooted that girl. And then my mind just did the rest and gave me non-specific urethritis. Yeah, no, no wonder you people believe some of the shit that goes on in church, honestly. Um, right. I, I didn't catch it by guilt. I killed it by association. <laughs> well. <laughs> but I'll tell you what happened. Now, now, you might want to turn off now if you scream. Oh, what do you mean now? But oh, I go in that. there and the doctor, he knew exactly what I had because I described it to him, but he felt that he needed more evidence. So he needed to stick the, the cotton oh, thing down the no, eye. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a cotton thing. It was a little wire basket. Oh, no. It was a the little, most painful experience in my life. I may have just fainted. Yeah, I had the cotton. And I, I, said, the- I, said, I said to him, I said, is that necessary? And after he did it, he goes, he goes, it may have hurt. I said, it may have hurt. <laughs> I said, you should have told me that before. Oh. He said, well, it makes no difference. I said, before I went out with the girl. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God, it was painful. Uh, now, yeah. Uh, and we got to your well, number one good song yet? We got to yeah, your number the one disease. I brought that up. Because yeah. yes. Islands in the stream for some bloody obscure reason. Correct, because 
I told a couple of mates about it, and for two or three years, whenever we went out, they used to request islands in the stream because they claimed that that's, you know, when they take the analysis, they take a stream of yeah. your urine and yeah. there were islands in the – anyhow, that was, that was my song for a couple uh, of blokes. Good God. Oh. Can, I, can I just go back to non-specific year of No, can you tell me your number one good song? I already have, haven't I? What was it? I got it. I got it twice, by the way. It was yeah, I did too, Jeez. and it was both through guilt. Stop Neither it. Was it. It wasn't some dirty, dirty girl. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> My, was, I, the second, the second time I got punished by God. Yeah, yeah, you're about yeah. to be punished by me, both <laughs> of you. <laughs> uh, because the second time, the second time I, I, I met this girl and went back to her place. Oh. <clears throat> And in the morning, she was still asleep, and I got up, oh. and she had a she had an old fashioned an old fashioned poker oh. machine. And you oh. were the old fashioned <laughs> poker machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, she had she had one, one of those old one arm uh, bandits. Yeah, you were the one arm <laughs> bandits. Turning <laughs> into an yeah. episode, the fugitive. Jesus. <laughs> I had a few twenty cent coins in my pocket, so I played it. And on the third spin, I won the jackpot. <laughs> yeah, you got the jackpot, all right. <laughs> I pocketed all the coins and then left. Yeah, no, I meant the jackpot. Um. <laughs> so, so I, I took all these twenty cent coins with me, and four days later, you know, my undies were sticking to my old foot. <laughs> That's oh, enough. That, that is enough. That, that, no, no, that is enough. The burning, the burning piss, Kev. It's, well, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah, right. What's your, what's your number one good? No, I've got to tell you. No, you're not. Well, I went to Dr. Nard. No, you're right, not. Because I had to. Yeah, this is uh, funny. This is great. This I'm is just going to write down computer one by dear it, enemy. Going to make you look like a dickhead. I thought I said <laughs> life gets better is the best one. I thought we've already done that. Oh, uh, okay. But you hadn't done your number one bad. Oh, red, red wine, of course. Oh, okay. Now you're talking. Um, but no, I go to see Nick the drummer says, go see Dr. Nardu. So I go up to Glenn <laughs> Nick Roy. the drummer says, Jeez. Yeah, and he says, you know, he's, he's cool. Yeah. And he's, 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 and he asked me, he says, which passage? And I, and I'm thinking, oh, well, oh. you've got one tube for, you know, erectiles yeah. for spoof. Thank you, Dr. And, Brennix. And then you've got, the other one for pissing. So I said, I don't know. And he said, Okay, get up on get up on the couch. So I get up on the on the bed thing. And he says, Now put your knees near your chest. I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? Next thing I know, he's put on a glove <laughs> and he's chock a block up me. And then he's washing oh, his Jesus. hand. And and it was like, what the hell? And and it was all sludgy. Did he give me anything oh, to can clean myself up oh, with? And oh. and then he says to me, he goes, "Come down." And I said, "No, no, I didn't use one." And he said, "No, come down." <laughs> so, it, so it was just, yeah. So uh, um, watch out for non-specific urethritis. Yeah, thanks, bro. Watch out right. for Doctor Nardu. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mine are one bad. Know, when, just on that, when I went and got my prostate checked. Mm. Oh, now, oh, Jesus! Now, is this common practice? Because you know you got to pull your trousers down and whatever. And I, I expected that, but what I didn't expect was when I put both his hands on either of my shoulders. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Oh. Now, my number one. My, speaking of speaking of that, my number one bad is "Say Say Say" by Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Oh, 
Mm, nice work. And, and, <laughs> and my number one good, I love this song. Great song. Long Hot Summer, Style Council. Terrific song. Glad I it's love in the there. Style Council. Yeah, yeah, me too. I like the Style Council. Long Hot Summer is a really good song. Speaking of style. Oh, which we've had none of for the last 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> I, did get, I did get my prostate checked. Oh, that's all. Oh, there's cheery news. And and he stuck the finger in there and he said, oh, I don't like what I feel. I said, I'd like a second opinion. So he stuck another finger in. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that, I said, that's better. <laughs> that's better. Honestly. Oh, good grief. Look, it's a while, but we got there. Yeah, and look, and so they're coming. There's plenty, plenty to cut out of the episode. Right, from the people who bought you, Kylie versus the BGs, it'll, next week it'll be Finey versus Mannix. Um, or, uh, or or me against the people with good taste. Uh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. We don't I edit any of this. There's none of this stuff getting edited out either. It's all going. It's all you've, you've made your bed, you blokes, and you're sleeping in it with whoever it is who's next to you. I don't care. It's your problem. I mean, seriously, Brian, have you had? Did you have NSU twice in one oh, case no. of crabs? <laughs> Yes, I know. I think I had because that, that that is my that's my sexual history. And now that's uh, that's exactly mine. And the best part was when I got crabs. Oh. I said to the manager, I said, "I've got crabs." Your crabs had managers. <laughs> well, yeah. Geez, they're upmarket crabs. I'm there were so many crabs, they were taking twenty percent of my, <laughs> my whole cubic region. And the best part was, oh, I didn't have to go to the God. doctor because he said, "Oh, crabs." They're easy. And he gave me this sort of petroly gel that you left in your pubes for a day. And oh, yeah, that's, that's not the, that's not well, I don't need to know that. I don't you do, know. You well, put I think, it, no. You put it in, you put it in and you wake up with a feed of crabs yeah. in your undies in the morning. Yeah, yeah, terrific. Do you reckon uh, anybody gets crabs anymore? Because this podcast is finishing the now. Brazilian it may never be back. There it, may not be another episode well, of this Brian, podcast. Mm. That's true. Mm. Because everybody's been saying save the whale, save the koala. <laughs> Yeah, ever since women have been, ever since women have been Brazilianing and men have been manscaping. Yeah, it's it's reduced the risk. I'm pushing the off button. We're done. We're finished. It's like out of here. Bye bye. Thanks, boys. It's like wearing. Thank God for Greek grandmothers. (laughs) It's like wearing a mask with COVID. Get out. Just trim the pubes down, and then there's no crabs. Bye bye. See you. It's been terrific. Bye. We're finished. But we're, we're still fit. We haven't, no, we haven't even started no, talking about syphilis and gonorrhea. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, see, that'll teach me to, to not put the Australian Crawl album in the top ten. Anyway, thanks, boys. Have a lovely week. Oh, I'm going to vomit. Thanks. Next week, we are burning love in the, in the top 40. <laughs> oh, why not? Uh, burning God. love. Go, oh, yeah, just good. go away, you two, now. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.